We have State of the Division for July 7th. It is Thursday. That means it is all about the NLEs. We just wrapped up recording the JB show. Got Peter Apple with me to stay on and talk about the NLEs a little bit. We also do talk on that show about a lot of Mets. So anyone listening wants to check that out, make sure you go to the JB show today. I think that we had the conversation there, but we'll have it here as well. Um, you know, should I be concerned about this Braves team? Here's the thing I want to talk about today. The offense since June 1st. If you go to the beginning of the season, the Mets right there with the Dodgers is the best offense in baseball. Go to June. Since June, the Mets rank as 19th by F4, but they're 22nd in average on-base percentage, slugging percentage. You look at the Atlanta Braves offensively. They're hitting 270 as a team since June 1st. 332 on base, 499 slugging, a 127 team WRC+. Plus, and they have scored more runs than any team in baseball not named the Toronto Blue Jays. So do I got to be concerned about this Braves team? Because that lineup is ridiculous right now. Is it fair to look closely at the bottom of these lineups? Because we talked about the Just Baseball show that Brandon Nimmo is struggling slightly and Lindor has regressed slightly. But at the end of the day, you still have Jeff McNeil, you still have Pete Alonso, you still have Sterling Marte. There are so many good weapons at the front of this Mets lineup. Same thing with the Braves. There's no breaks there. But with the Braves, with Michael Harris down there, we talked about William Contreras too. You know, even Travis Darno is hitting very well when he catches. There is no breaks one to nine with the Braves. I feel like when you get down into the Mets, like the seven, eight, nine guys, that's where pitchers can somewhat rest. Am I off or on there? No, I think you're spot on because recently um, Eduardo Escobar came out of it a bit and had a little bit of a home run streak, hit home runs in every game this weekend. But yeah, Escobar hasn't been great. Can has been bad um, since June. You also have the catcher spot for the Mets is just basically a pitcher spot, but with yep. James McCann and Tomas Nito. So yeah, there's been a lot of issues there. JD Davis has not been good at DH when Don Smith gets in there. He's been a little bit better since getting called up, but for the season, it hasn't been great. I, I think where this Mets team is going to have to lean in the second half, I do think the offense will pick up, but it, it comes down to the pitching and, and you get Max Scherzer back. I don't know if you watched that start, dude. When you see Max Scherzer go up against a team like the Reds, I think the top three in that lineup yesterday, I, I don't remember who batted leadoff, but I know it was right, Brandon, India. It was yeah, it's India, right? Jonathan yeah. India, Brandon Drury, and Tommy Pham. And all due respect to, to India, you know, Rain Rookie of the Year, and and you know, Drury, who's gonna be an all-star this year because the Reds have no one else. Like Scherzer was looking at that lineup, and he's like I could just throw strikes. I can just, I can just, I can just throw my stuff over the plate. They're not going to do anything with it. I did watch that start. And I also watched Nick Lodolo then shove it down the Mets, but the Mets were able to, or no, the Mets lost the game. Yeah. No, the Mets lost the game one zero to the Reds because they couldn't hit a lefty. And that's been kind of the Achilles heel of the Mets all year long. But at the same time, the Reds cannot hit a righty either should have just taken the under in that game because we knew probably was going to happen. I, I totally agree with you. Max Scherzer is licking his chops when he's seeing Tommy Pham hit third. And the biggest thing about Tommy Pham this year has been his altercation with fantasy football, not what's been on the field. Brandon Jury destroys lefties, but he can't hit a righty either. And Jonathan India has not looked the same, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the NL East and the Mets. And I was just talking on the Just Baseball show. I still think the Mets are the best underrated team in baseball because they've been riddled with injuries all year, and yet they still sit at 50 and 31 with the best run differential in their division. It's been incredible how they've been able to piece together wins. And it really, I think, 
You know, we were talking about the Red Sox on the Just Baseball show, their ability to piece together wins when you don't think that they should. Buck Showalter has to get a lot yes. of credit here. Would you agree? A hundred percent, dude. That, that's the thing with this Mets team is they win series. And you look at, there was a stat recently when it comes to three game series, I don't have the full stat, but I think the Mets are winning in game one of a three game series this year. They're winning 88% of the games they play. Mm. Um, so killing game one, game two, there was 17 three game series that had played going into this one against the Reds. Now 18, they are five and 13 in game twos. Then you go to the final game of the series. They're winning over 70% of those. So they basically win the first and the second or the first and the third game of every series they're playing. So they find a way to win series. And that's why they're able to hang on to this division lead. I look at the Braves and I just think that these two teams, either one of them can win this division. Cause I don't think they're really that different. I actually think that this division, we've kind of talked about it all year on state. It's two tiers. To me, you have the Mets and the Braves. And then you have the Phillies and the Marlins and the Mets and the Braves are going to duke it out to, to win this division. And the other one will be probably atop the wild card. And then the Phillies and the Marlins are going to be kind of hanging around there, trying to get one of those last spots. You look at the offense for the Phillies since June 1st, not far behind the Braves. They scored 172 runs. Uh, they scored more runs than any team other than the Blue Jays, the Braves and the Yankees. That offense is starting to come around. And then you look at Aaron Nola. We just had an article by Colby that went up this week. Aaron Nola's return to ace hood. All those expected metrics we were talking about last year, finally starting to pay off from him. Uh, you look at Nola and Wheeler. Uh, I'm not saying that's going to be as good as Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer if they're healthy, but it might not be that far off. Yeah, but expected schmeck, you know, <clears throat> just messed up that whole thing just in the middle of my cough. Expected schmected. Expected schmected. <laughs> Because it really isn't about the expected stats. We all know that Aaron Nola is a good pitch. We all know that his stuff is phenomenal. But I am, I've been standing on this point now since I feel like he came into the league, or at least for the past couple of years. With Aaron Nola, it's about command within the strike zone. Not just general command, because he's never going to walk guys. It's when he's throwing pitches middle. And it's not just me saying that. It's not me watching Aaron Nola starts, because I do find him fascinating as a pitcher. And he is fun to watch. JT Romuto said this. Jacho Romuto said this last year that Aaron Nola is leaving a lot of pitches middle. This is what they're working on. He's always going to throw strikes, but as a big league pitcher, someone who's going through that right now, but way more extensively than Nola is Jose Barrios for the Blue Jays leaving pitches middle. Say what you want about even the Reds. If, if Aaron Nola were to face the Reds, you leave pitches middle, big league hitters can hit it. And that's what was happening to Aaron Nola. This year, command within the strike zone is phenomenal, and now nobody can hit him. His stuff is that good. It's just a few tweaks here and there, and he's finally doing it. My question to you is, do you think the Phillies make the playoffs? Well, here's the funnier thing, too. I don't know if you remember this one. I'm kind of hoping you, you don't, so maybe I shouldn't bring it up. But you and me made a bet uh, at a Mets game where uh, the Phillies were getting no hit. And I was, was pretty uh, loud about the fact that I didn't believe in this Phillies team and I bet you 50 bucks that the Marlins would have a better record than the Phillies. Don't feel that good about that. I'm pretty sure I'll be giving you a nice 50 bucks by the end of this season here. Yeah, they're a team that for a while, I really thought that they were not a playoff team. The offense is legit. We'll see how they really just comes down to how do they survive without Bryce Harper? Because you could see them in a week suddenly just going on a tailspin without this guy because he's been unbelievable as a DH. I think the fact that they're getting this version of NOLA changes everything. You talk about command in the zone and Colby's article, what he talks about is run value on his four seamer and his sinker. 
run value is a stat that basically tells us how effective a pitch is and it goes based on outcome. So let's just say a guy gets a strikeout with his fastball with the bases loaded. The, the run value impact is going to be significant because if there was one out and you just got to strike out the bases loaded, now your chances of preventing runs goes up significantly. So mm-hmm. that just shows you how effective a pitch can be. His combined run value on the four seamer and the sinker this year is minus 15. That means he's Nominal. saved 15 runs with those pitches and they're batting 170 against them. So now, and, and he's not a big velocity guy. So like you said, it all comes down to how he locates. Since he's looking like an ace again, since Zach Wheeler is still pitching, you know, pretty close to what he did last year. When they have those two guys, if two fifths of your rotation is that good and you have a lineup that can score four or five runs every game. Yeah. I think they're a playoff team right now. I really do. Here's my thinking. I don't think they are really. And I don't, when you say two fifths of the rotation, you're right. And when you're talking about run value with the fastball sinker, it's funny. I mean, I feel like that almost illustrates my point as well. It's like Colby and I are working in unison on this one because he's completely right, but it's not like Aaron Nola's throwing 98. Now it's not like yeah. the sinker is moving so much more. It's because he's locating it in the zone so much better. And to have a negative 15 run value on those two pitches combined, he now trusts those pitches. He can go to those pitches with two strikes instead of just kind of tossing in those curveballs or a slider or something like that. He's not doing that. He can use the fastball and the sinker because he's commanding it so well. So that's one point. Zach Wheeler, phenomenal. We know it. Top five, maybe a pitcher in baseball, top 10, whatever you want to rank him. He's a phenomenal. He's an ace. He's a horse. He's not that even far off from Sandy Alcantara, in my opinion. But let's go through the rest. Let's go through the rest right now. Kyle Gibson, you have confidence? No. Ranger Suarez, you got confidence? No. What are we talking about? The other thing, too, is their farm system. And their bullpen has been performing way better than it should be. And if we're talking about offense, yes, they all rake. But Bryce Harper going down certainly doesn't help. And he was playing from June 1st on. He just went out. And the defense is awful. So they're not going to win that many one-run games. While I do think I'm going to win the bet because – I mean, how could you think the Marlins would have a better record than the Phillies? I'm not even a Phillies guy, but you gave me that bet. I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll take your 50 bucks. That's going to be easy. But at the same time, I still don't think the Giants are going to be completely out of it. The Padres are going to be up there, and the Brewers and the Cardinals are just better than the Phillies. So when three wild cards are going to make it, I think the Padres and the Cardinals are going to do it. And then then the Braves. Like, how how are they making the playoffs? It's a great point. It really is. Yeah, I mean... That's what it comes down to. Is do you think the Phillies are, are better than the Cardinals and no. the Padres? Yeah, you know, as you lay it out, out out for me, I think you swayed me. I, I was never the person that was gonna look. I think one of the the big running jokes I've had this year is literally me laughing at Phillies fans. Yeah. That's that's literally a running joke I got going, uh, you know, on Twitter. I, I don't believe in this team. I just have have seen them, you know, play a lot better recently, and I think they they'll be in the conversation. Uh, but you're right. I, I think that it's hard for me to say, yeah, they're going to be there over the Cardinals. I, I think the Cardinals are a better team. So, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I don't think that there is three playoff teams from this division, but I, I do think that the one thing that we can say is the Phillies and the Marlins are going to be more buying than selling at the deadline. I just don't Agreed. know if they can buy enough to put them over the top. And that's actually where I still like the Marlins because the Marlins have the capital to make a drastic change. If they go out, I don't think they will, but I'm saying they could. If they (laughs) hypothetically, (laughs) they have the pieces to go out and get Ramon Lariano. They have the pieces to do it. So the Phillies. So the Phillies could get Ramon Lariano, and then maybe we're having a different discussion. If they really upgrade that that defense, then maybe they could. 
that's well, the thing is I, not going to cost that much. He's not going to cost that much. That's He's true. coming off a PED suspension. That's He's not really true. hitting that well anyway. That's fair. He's playing right field now because Pache is playing center. Yeah. But that's because the A's have no idea what they're doing. I mean, yeah. 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 That's fair. <laughs> so, yeah, it's to me, I, I think we got to take take a status update of the Phillies and the Marlins after the deadline, depending on what Agreed. they do. I think we'll have a better understanding. And I think we're just done talking about the Nationals on state this year. I got nothing on them. Do you got anything on the, on the Nationals before I close here? Josh Bell is phenomenal. He really <laughs> is, bro. He is a really, really good hitter. And of course, it's right as he's about to get a big payday this offseason. But Juan Soto is finally starting to heat up, which is good. And I actually looked through about, you know, he didn't have that great of a first half last year. And he ended the season great. He's still one of the best players in baseball. But it's really the second half where he just couldn't get out. I'm expecting that to happen again. But at least in the first half, it's good to see that the numbers are not that far off from what he did in the first half. So that it's not, oh, now we're seeing a Juan Soto that's, you know, falling off a cliff. No, 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 no. He's going to go nuclear in the second half, and he's still one. I still think he's the second best player in baseball. I mean, is that ludicrous to say? It feels like it is now, but I still think Juan Soto is the second best player in baseball to Mike Trout. I, I think that if you put Juan Soto in a competent lineup on a winning team, you get a completely different version of what we're 350 right with 70 home runs. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. he was on the Yankees right now, Oh, yeah. Wouldn't get out. Yeah, or flip him for bets right now. And I don't think the Dodgers are any worse, which says a lot because Mookie Betts have been awesome. But, like, Agreed. again, not based on the numbers we've seen this year, but based on who we know who we know them to be as players, yeah. I don't think there's any question about it. And I will say we actually, when it comes to Josh Bell, we'll have an article about him coming over the next couple of days here. So we're going to look at him as an all-star candidate and also – where he'll factor at the deadline. Cause you can make a case that Josh Bell might be the best bat to move at this deadline. Um, there's not a lot out there. So I think Josh Bell is a switch hitter. He might get the nationals a pretty nice return, um, which I'm sure if they don't pull the trailer, I, I don't know what they're thinking. Uh, Cause no, no, he's gone. Oh, he's, he's gone. gone. And they, they should get a top 100 guy for him. I think, I think so for sure. Maybe yeah. Towards the bottom of the top 100, because he just, you're only going to get him as a rental. But yeah. for example, Nelson Cruz last year was traded in exchange for Joe Ryan. Could yeah. something like that happen? Again, the Rays had a 40-man crunch, so they kind of had to. But at the end of the day, could you could the Nationals get a guy like Joe Ryan in return for Josh yeah. Bell? I think it's absolutely possible. Obviously, not Joe Ryan because he's on the Twins now and they're not <laughs> trading for Josh Bell, but a player like that, a good pitching prospect that the Nats desperately need. Yeah, you get that, and now you at least have, even if it's not a frontline guy, if you can get someone that can sign your rotation for the next six years for the last couple months of Josh Bell, it's a massive win for your organization. So Massive win. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens there. But that was the state of the division for Thursday, July 7. Tomorrow, we have Ethan and Clay giving you the state of the division for the NL Central. Uh, make sure you follow us on YouTube and check out all the articles we got going at JustBaseball.com.